Griff, everybody, on my second attempt at doing the beginning of the show. We had a, uh, some power surges here in uh, the greater Denver area. We're in a, well, a whiteout condition, dear God. It looks like a DNC rally in Oakland. As I hit that joke and some incense hits my hand, the Lord telling me not to denigrate those darn people and their Subarus. I had the whole intro done and uh, and I had Father Al record it and then halfway like ah maybe two minutes into Father Al recording uh, the thing S is the bed Freddie Jackson and uh, I was like oh, well, I'll just start the file over we'll, we'll I'll start where I left off on Father Al we'll do the show and the rest of it and then I go back to find the file before the file ended up at zero kilobytes Ugh. just an empty Void where time and space had been, where I filled it with. Well, basically, what you're listening to now, folks. Lord of the Riff. Today, Father Al talks about uh, hope for mass repentance. What would it be like to have the confidence of knowing that you're walking with the confidence of knowing that a mass repentance is coming to the whole planet? All 8 billion of us, if you believe the censuses, whether or not you're able to tell us. If you're legally here or not. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's what Father Al's doing. And uh, yeah, we will play that and uh, let's go deep on it. Classic edition of Daily Bread. Abba, Father, we trust you completely. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for us. We are astounded by your love. Holy Spirit. We give our lives to you. Praise you, Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Welcome, brothers and sisters. I'm Father Al Lauer. The program is called Daily Bread. We're on the radio. We hope you got it by now. To help you go to Mass every day, get the most out of the Mass, live the Mass, be a walking tabernacle. I hope you're having a great Lent imitating Christ, fasting every day. If you don't know how to fast every day, well, just do the old-fashioned Lenten fast, and that's one full meal. Let's pray right now in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Let us repent. Oh, the Lord wants to forgive us. Let us pray. Around the world, the church is praying. Lord, may everything we do begin with your inspiration, continue with your help, and reach perfection under your guidance. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. God, our Father, teach us to find new life through penance. Keep us from sin. Help us live by your commandment of love. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading, I love this reading, Jonah chapter 3. God tells Jonah the prophet, we talked about prophecy yesterday, I hope you were with us, set out for the great city of Nineveh and announce to it the message that I will tell you. A prophet gives a message from God. And so Jonah decided to go. Now, Remember, Jonah at first would not go because he hated the Ninevites, because the Ninevites had killed and tortured his Jewish people. And, of course, that's a natural reaction to hate people who kill and torture those that you love. Well, uh, Jonah spent some time in the belly of a whale, which does give you 
uh, a reason to reconsider your decisions. And Jonah thought, well, anything's got to be better than this belly of the whale. So he decided to obey God after all. Really not very much obedience there, just a begrudging obedience, certainly not having the right heart, as becomes obvious in the last chapter of the book of Jonah. But Jonah goes and he announces to the Ninevites, 40 days more and Nineveh shall be destroyed. And the people take that message seriously. Usually prophets are not listened to, especially at first. In this case, they were. And they fasted. They put on sackcloth. And they repented. And they were spared imminent destruction. This is so encouraging. If the Ninevites can repent instantaneously, I think... There's hope for about everybody. This account gives us tremendous hope. Tremendous hope. What we need in the world is mass repentance. We need over 4 billion non-Christians to come to Christ. And we need the about 2 billion Christians to repent. And we need mass repentance. And there's just so many billions that need repentance, it just seems absolutely impossible. But here we see 120,000 people repenting in one day. Do you see, brothers and sisters, there's hope. There's hope that whole countries will repent. Say, I find that hard to believe. It's happened before. It can happen again. Mary Our Lady of Guadalupe, in the place that we now call Mexico City, eight million Indians coming to Christ in seven years. and say, well, they were very open. No, they weren't. They were sacrificing their children to demons. I wouldn't call that openness. What about Russia? Well, Russia was saying there's no such thing as God, and so there's no such thing as religion, at least in a good sense of the word. So we're going to prove the point. Well, they proved just the opposite point. And Mary had something to do with that. She's the great mass evangelist. As Paul, Pope Paul VI calls her, the star of evangelization. Africa, just millions and millions coming to Christ. Whole tribes coming to Christ. So don't think mass repentance is out of the question. It's happened before, over and over. We have reason to believe that there's a lot of Ninevehs out there, and they can, they can all repent. So we, not, we need mass repentance, and we also need the repentance of some of the most unlikely people, maybe ourselves, in this culture of death. You look at the culture of death, and it seems monolithic. It seems like it's just really stacked up against the Lord. But God's been able to break through the Saul's, Saul of the New Testament, who seemed to be the least likely person in the world to convert, and that's the one that converted. Remember, the first will be last, and the last will be first. You might think of your family, for example. A lot of times you say, who's the least likely person in the world to convert? Most people would pick a family member. Say, oh, my dad, he is so trapped. He is so set in his perversity. There's, I, I, we've been praying for him, and it gets worse. 
Yes, he's the least likely to convert. And guess what? The Ninevites were the least likely to convert too. If you asked a Jewish person of all the cities in the world that you're aware of, which city do you feel is least likely to convert? And most likely at that time in history, they would have said the capital city of Assyria, Nineveh. So God's converting large numbers of the most unlikely people. And if he can do that, he can do anything. And I know we got problems, but there is hope. There is hope for us because God has done it before and God will will do it again. Please, brothers and sisters. I, I see so many people, Christians going around and they are very much aware of the perversion of the world. And it is quite obvious. And they are afraid, and rightly so, that many people will become perverted. Happening every day. They see the power of perversion. But yet, they don't seem to see the power of conversion. Yes, people are being perverted every day, but people are being converted every day. Yes, whole societies can be perverted. Yes, whole societies can be converted to Jesus. We should be quite aware of the power of perversion, but we should even be more aware of the power of conversion. We should uh, realize things are bad and be sad. Rightly so, because of that, sin is sad. But at the same time, our sadness gives way to joy and hope. The title of the document from Vatican II that is often uh, entitled in English, The Church in the Modern World, the title is Gaudium et Spes, Joy and hope. Brothers and sisters, God wants to give you hope. As we get into this Lent, what if I told you by the time Lent's over, we're going to be renewing our baptismal promises on Easter Vigil and Easter Sunday in every Catholic church and every Mass in the whole wide world. By the time it's all over, we're just going to, uh, at the end of Lent, probably We'll have uh, billions giving their lives to Christ, and they're going to go forth and reach billions more. And I just think the whole world is going to be dramatically changed by this Easter season. Now, I think a lot of people would say, well, I don't know about that. We've had Easter seasons in the past, and I haven't seen too much happen. Well, we've had Easter seasons in the past that have changed the whole wide world, too. We've had cities that have not converted, but we've had Ninevites who have converted. So um, come on. Let's be a people of hope. Being a people of hope doesn't mean that we're just making things up. No, it means that we're going by historical precedents and believing that what has repeatedly happened in the past will happen again. Well, that sounds fairly reasonable, doesn't it? Say, well, not right now because of the way people are. If you check the people in the past who were converted, they were pretty messed up. They were pretty hardened. So I just want to let you know there's hope for your family. 
So many people are so down and out about their children, their adult children being out of the Lord and out of the faith. But uh, all I can say is God's working on it. That doesn't mean we just ignore the whole situation. It means that we report for duty and say, Lord, if you want any help in converting my children, here I am. I know that it's all up to you, but uh, uh, and I know you've got a lot of other people that work for you, and I know you can just do it without anybody working for you. But I just want to be here, and you know, you know what he'll give you? He'll give you a job. He'll say, "Well, why don't you pray and fast for him every day?" Say, "Well, I don't know about that, God. I wanted to report for duty, but I didn't expect you to give me any duty." Well, wait a minute. Come on, brothers and sisters. Uh, hope. Is not a free ride. Hope is an opportunity to love till it hurts, but to have a smile on your face because you know that God's bigger than this little bitty world. You know, this world looks like it's a big deal and the culture of death looks like it's so strong and everything else, but it, it really isn't. And even if it were, You know, God's bigger than all that. He's much bigger than all that. We'll turn to God and say, boy, God, you got a big job converting these people in this world. It's a mess. Yeah, I I have no idea what to do. I just feel it's uh, there's just not much that could be done here. What about you, God? God's not going to turn to you and say, you know, I'm I'm all confused about it, too. I don't know what to do myself. I'm I'm kind of down and out about the whole thing. Thing. I don't know what to do. No, he's not going to tell you that. He's just going, as it says in Psalm 2, he's just going to have a little laugh or a little smile and say, well, I'm all powerful. I don't know if you know what that means. I'm infinite. I don't know if you know what that means. I'm eternal. I don't know if you know what that means. I'm love. I don't know if you know what that, what that means, but I think I'll be able to take pretty good care of the situation. I'm God and I'm confident. All right. Will you be that way, too, if you're a follower of God? Well, please let us know that you're uh, listening. Our, uh, we have a little pamphlet called Leading Your Loved Ones to Christ and another one called Mission Impossible. They're about converting people that um, most people don't think will get converted. The first one is called Leading Your Loved Ones to Christ, and the other one is called Mission Impossible. So call 513-662-JESU, 513-662-JESU. And you can pick up the program and some of these pamphlets and on the Internet, www.presentationministries.com. Our address, Presentation Ministries, 3230 McHenry, Cincinnati, Ohio, Four five two eleven. May Almighty God bless you. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Music by uh, the, the internet while we were in the middle of this. Uh, ask the bed Freddie Jackson. So what did we just learn? Uh, we learned that uh, be, begrudging be repentance. Fine. 
I'll forgive them. Did I have to get all the way to the belly of the whale to figure it out? And then in the same way that he speaks of God's confidence and consider your confidence in the same level of God's confidence where every issue is not an issue and you're equipped to be and, well, experience the joy and the hope of what it is to actually be here and be alive in as much as we can focus on it. Somehow our ego and our culture wants to drag us away and have us look at things that are Ultimately, just empty cal- caloric, empty mental calories. Good way to say that. Die, that guy. First of all, obviously, there's a Stargate in Syria, right? And they've surrounded it with countries you'd never want to go to. And then you have them throwing rocks at each other. And you're like, I'm not going over there. Meanwhile, they're doing all their secret work right in the middle of it. Bye. Thank you. Isn't that what you would do with it? Kurt Russell would star in the movie. Um, no. Full repentance, mass repentance. Absolutely. You know, like we say that Mary Mary teaches and, and Christ heals. So in as much as you're able to sit there in the rosary and experience the silence and, well, and all the powerful movements that go with that, that do what? Allow you to experience a life where your confidence in your faith, as confidence is at a level that is just, well, in a manner of what is, is. So what? That's why I love listening to Father Rab. Is that guy doubting a thing he says? So what is it to be a person like that, that it's not doubting in anything that he says, and he's like, I'm just telling you what the heck's going on. Everybody wants to find, you know, there's there's a pattern in history and if, and if the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst ended up, you know, with the worst country ever being forgiven from the guy from the middle of it, I mean, how deep does it need to go? It's the person who, did you look at me the wrong way? I'm, I'm blank. Bad, 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 bad. Or somebody uh, runs a red light and uh, wrecks your brand new car that you just got off the lot that you worked overtime for. And your bags go, and the airbags go off. And uh, in that moment, could you forgive? And so that there are levels, and there there are people who who would have the time and the presence and the frame of their reality that, in the slowing down of what that collision is, would have more than enough time to make peace with the Lord, more than enough time to forgive. The person, because they did not know what they were doing. And you do that with the same confidence and the same ever presence that the wind is that hits your face. And if you have a manner of, well, listen, if you listen to Father Al in the way that he is speaking, and you listen to him in the same way, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then have that as your main operating system of how you engage the rest of your day. I got all com- computer terms and faith. It's all input output. And as much as bad data will degrade the data set that the program pulls from, i.e. your emotions, pulling from your memories, pulling from your past, which puts you back in a past. And you look at the past, not in the way the past was, but you add a tinge of worse to it. So your situation in it that you moved on from, it feels better. And it's all just mental gymnastics to put you in a place that is not the here and now. 
which is what a great way to stay away from, do you want to get in the game? Okay, do you want to fast and pray for someone? Think about that. And you, uh, we need you to fast and pray. Uh, we need you to fast and pray for people who. Uh, oh, that's right. And everybody's starving. That's right. And the enemy's at the gate. That's right. And it's as worse as it worse as the worse. And I, I don't know why you're being fed to this whale, but maybe you'll figure it out on the way in. And everybody's at some certain level of this. I can think of no other way to explain it. In the what do we say? The the same. The painter walks into a room different than the plumber, different than the carpenter, different than the electric guy, the inspector, the realtor, the family, the wrecking ball. It's all different awarenesses. And isn't that it? So what is yours? And is your awareness of the here and now in the same confidence? And I guess that's where you are. What do we need? A uh, What was the, what was the, keep, 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 keep putting uh, con in front of something. We're not per, oh, we're not, we're not per averting. We're converting. Come on. That's, that's hilarious. That's why I listen to the guy. He makes me laugh at least once a day. Dear God, at least listen to me. I'll, listen, I'll have you laughing once a week. I promise. Yeah, but how about that? So there's a lot. There's uh... oh, what's a good way of saying this? This is this is where the music would be playing, and I'd be thinking about what's going on. But you guys get the you guys get the silence and the pauses in the real time because there's got to be a way to loop all of this back together. Okay, how about this? Imagine God's confidence. In whatever you have the ability to imagine that greatness is, and then understanding that whatever greatness truly is, is beyond your human ability to perceive it. But your same level of confidence, the fact that you're alive now listening to it, you can put your same confidence then there, and could you exist at that level, and then why aren't you? So with that confidence, can you approach the rest of this Lenten season Within the pit of your heart saying, yeah, yeah, at the end of this Latin season, there's going to be a mass, a mass revolution, a mass change amongst the world. And, and how about that? And what would you do with that confidence? And perhaps as you went about through your day and you engaged with folks from all over, well, because you had that idea and the, those ideas are magnetic, especially an idea like that, which is so full of joy and so full of hope. So in your confidence, if you had so full of joy and so full of hope that you were praying and fasting for the mass, for the mass conversion. How about that? That makes sense. So, uh, well, I'm going to see if I can get this damn internet to work. I got to set up my cameras for Whiskey and the Surfer and, uh, that's it. So God bless you guys. Thank you for listening. And, uh, there you go. Father Al, uh, I, I bring him to you, and we listen together for the first time. How about that? And if you and if and if I miss something, have, send me a, send me a message on any of the whatever billions of platforms I have to use to stay digitally relevant. <laughs>
weaponsgreatfaith.com, uh, booked, CD, all that stuff, and uh, pray for my internet that it can come back on, but in the same sense that, you know, if you don't, uh, that, that time in prayer, that time of gratitude, that time of the rosary is a great time to consider your connection to the Holy Spirit in the same way that your Wi-Fi connects your information to your current present moment. And sometimes you got to reset the router and let that Lenten season be a good time to <laughs> to reset the router. All right, that's enough. I'm like I'm like uh, Leo Laporte, the tech uh, the, the the tech uh, Catholic guy. Well, there's there's, t- there's ten shows in there. Anyways, God bless everybody. Weaponsgreatfaith.com. Whiskey and the Surfer is also on my uh, timeline and my feed there on Twitter. And uh, you guys know that because you got there from here, or you didn't. God bless. <laughs>